last few years, the rise of giant sporting events in Las Vegas has created more opportunities for street vendors. Recently, the Southern Nevada Health District has been cracking down on the ice cream, hot dog, and elote carts in front of Allegiant Stadium and in immigrant neighborhoods. I'm Vogue Robinson, and today on CityCast Las Vegas, my co-host David Figler talks with Jose Rivera from the nonprofit Make the Road Nevada. This organization wants to make it easier for street vendors to get licensed so families can maintain this source of income. This is our first of two episodes about street vendors. We'll be speaking with SNHD about this issue tomorrow. It's Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. And here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Jose Rivera from Make the Road Nevada. Welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Thank you so much. It is an honor uh, to join the show. Thank you so much for the invitation. So let me ask you, Jose, is the Southern Nevada Health District cracking down on street vendors right now? And why do they say that they're doing that? Yes. So uh, bringing this new Raider Stadium and the games going on right now, this brings tourists from different areas, right? And so this is potential time for vendors to sell their products. So they are stationed outside at these football games. They're stationed outside of big events because it's going to produce some type of income for their families. Now, the reason Southern Nevada Health District is cracking down at this moment is due to all of the recent games, the football games at Raiders Stadium in Las Vegas. They're noticing the quantity of how many vendors are actually unlicensed. The clear issue is that Southern Nevada Health District does not provide a clear path to say, what are the requirements to receive a license? We met with Southern Nevada Health District as an organization to clear those questions up. We wanted to get to know what are the requirements when applying for a license, what are the um, required IDs, and what are the required fees. After the sit-down we had with them, we still did not have a clear understanding of what it takes to get licensed. And the reality is, if we as an organization couldn't get a clear understanding, imagine our community of East Las Vegas, low-income areas in Las Vegas, really, that uh, have language barriers. You know, we have a lot of different language speakers. And so if we can't understand with knowing English... How is my mom or my dad who wants to start a business or wants to start some type of street vending, they're not going to know how to get licensed because they don't know what clear requirements are. Yeah. So what I'm hearing from you is that, you know, with the advent of Allegiant Stadium and all the crowds that come to Raiders games, that street vendors who are out there become part of uh, of Southern Nevada Health District, at least their their radar. Are there other areas or is that where the what we're going to call the crackdown is happening right now? No, um, there are many other areas. But what's common about the areas is that these areas are known to be areas with low income families, immigrant families, right? Communities of color. And the issue is that instead of educating vendors, 
they are criminalizing them. And so we want to put an end to that as an organization. And we are the biggest advocates for all of our street vendors, licensed or not. We want to push out the message that if you have a license or not, you have a say to bring all type of income to your family. You are a human being. Yeah. And we're talking about entrepreneurship, which, you know, I think generally speaking, people support. So one last clarification, are street vendors actually getting arrested? What What's happening to them, Jose? So the Nevada Health District claims that they do not arrest anyone. They do not cite anyone. All they do is dispose of the merchandise that the unlicensed vendor has or is caught with to prevent any safety risks, right? Okay. Now, is that is that matching up with what your clients are telling you or what people who come to Make the Road are telling you? When we speak to vendors in our community, they don't say that. They say they are constantly showing up early hours of the morning. They are targeting these vendors. But guess what? It is commonly known within the vendors that if Southern Nevada Health District shows up to take away your merchandise, the police is going to be backing them up right there. Oh, interesting. Yes, definitely. Local authorities constantly harassing our community. Guess what? It's going to provide some type of fear. And they're not going to want to connect with any local authority. They're not going to ask for help. They're not going to want to because they're afraid. They're afraid of what they've been seeing on social media. They've seen it on TV, how folks are being constantly harassed by local authorities. So that's kind of a barrier as well. Uh, if local authorities want to to create like some type of connection, okay, let's meet them halfway. Say, hey, Maybe you don't have a license. We're not going to take away your stuff, right? If caught, how about we take you to our office and we have a sit down. This is what you need to do in order to receive a license. And so I want to follow up on that because you mentioned that they do, the Southern Nevada Health District destroys food, which is really their inventory that they probably paid some amount of money to get to then turn a profit on. Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned it. If caught by Southern Nevada Health District, their food gets taken away, it gets destroyed, and they lose a whole day of income right there. Hmm. So what do they bring to their families that evening? Nothing, absolutely nothing. And so that's a huge issue as well, because like I mentioned before, it's the way that unlicensed street vendors are taken care of after they're caught being unlicensed. Yeah, I, I think what you're saying is that this really provides a foundation of mistrust between street vendors and government entities like Southern Nevada Health District, and that can't be productive. Yes. And I'm just trying to visualize a little bit more. You mentioned elote, uh, you mentioned ice cream. What other kind of vendors do we see out there who may not be licensed? Oh, yes. So when I go visit our, our street vendors, I'm meeting with car washers. I'm meeting with folks who are, are selling knickknacks. I'm meeting with folks that sell um, snacks. I, I meet with vendors that sell cut up fruit, right? We we call them eros. In the Spanish language, corn street vendors are eloteros, ice cream vendors, paleteros. And so we, we as an organization, created a project called the Eros Project that 
focuses on advocating for all of these street vendors that are being constantly harassed by local authorities. I went on the uh, Southern Nevada Health District website, and I can't put words into their mouth. I can only read the text that they put out. But it seems like they're trying to convey to the community that they're concerned about the street vendors, too, and that they're possibly being trafficked. Is that a challenge for street vendors? Are there street vendors being uh, trafficked or in bad situations that we should be concerned about, too? You know, that that is a very important uh, piece. I have not seen clear evidence of, of what Southern Nevada Health District claims. Mm. So I cannot, I cannot say it's not there. I cannot say that. But what I can say is, is that Make the Road as an organization strives into observing the issues that we have right now. The issues that are actually seen right now, mm-hmm. like the extreme heat weather conditions, we're seeing that unlicensed street vendors are being harassed. And that's what we're addressing. You know, if we, we hear that Southern Nevada Health District is claiming these issues related to human trafficking, we're open to discussing it. We're open to learning more about it. But we believe at Make the Road that all of these resources need to be available. To, to those individuals. Sure. And how many street vendors does Make the Road talk to on a fairly regular basis? How, how many people in the community who are street vendors are you engaged with? At the moment, I would say more than 150 mm. are part of our organization. We, we talk to them weekly. There's a lot still in the shadows and we want Make the Road to meet them halfway. We want to go where they're at. So we're showing up to back lots of stores. We're showing up to parks where we see activity. Right. Are any of the folks that you're interacting with, any of the street vendors, telling you that they're victims of trafficking? No, at all. Okay. I have not come up with any street vendor that has claimed any concern uh, for this. At the moment, their main concern is that Southern Nevada Health District is after them. And so they're trying to like talk to us. Hey, um, how do you get licensed? What, What do we have to do? Right. But what can we do if we don't have a clear understanding of the requirements still. Right. Going back to your your very first point. So let's talk about Southern Nevada Health District. I mean, I think most people would think that they're all about food safety, not necessarily trafficking, but okay, let's skip then to food safety. Isn't food safety and those regulations for it there for a reason? I mean, I imagine that street vendors don't have great access to running water for like washing their hands. And like you said, it gets really hot out here in the summer. How do we make sure that the food that they're selling is safe for Las Vegans to consume? Licensing creates a pathway to education. It creates a pathway to informing our vendors of what is okay to sell, what is not okay to offer. That promotes being more sanitized, using the correct equipment. We are aware that having these licenses reduce the risk of any health risks when selling to, to the public, right? But Our main mission is to get a clear understanding of how to get licensed, 
You know, that's 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 the big issue. It seems like that would be step one. And then maybe some of these other issues about food safety can be addressed a little bit more directly and without the vendors being in fear or any of the other stuff that you're talking about, right? Yes. It's about educating, educating mm-hmm. our communities. Education is key. Yeah. Now, what about cost? Is that an issue as well? Yes, absolutely. So there's three fees and all combined, we could estimate around... Six hundred to seven hundred dollars just for applying. Oh wow! That doesn't mean you're gonna get approved, right? You mm. could get rejected, and you lost your six hundred to seven hundred dollars. That's the issue. Basically, what's happening is that unlicensed street vendors wanting to get a license don't have a clear understanding of how to obtain this license. What are the requirements? What guidelines do I have to follow? Right. So, guess what? When they apply they're probably going to get rejected because they don't have a clear understanding of what's needed. Are there any programs available to help with those costs? Or is anyone talking about creating programs to help these unlicensed street vendors get through these costs if they don't have enough money on their own? At the moment, we are not aware of any programs or resources available to unlicensed street vendors um, to get them to a path. But With Make the Brew Nevada, we are striving and we have a goal to maybe one day create a a fund where we could help street vendors who want to get licensed, help them with any fees that they cannot pay for. Yeah. And I would imagine even waiving some fees if, you know, this conversation that we're talking about right now advances. I want to conclude it this way, Jose. I want you, you, Jose, to imagine a future Las Vegas where you are put in charge of street vendor policy. What laws do you put on the books that balance the needs of public safety and food safety, but also keep street vendors safe and secure? Absolutely. So the first law I would put in place is to reduce the cost of licenses as a whole. If we could reduce the cost of licenses, that makes it even more accessible to unlicensed vendors. We also want to promote that instead of citing and criminalizing, we need to be educating. We need to be educating our community. If our community doesn't understand the issues that come after being a licensed, right? We want to make sure that we're we're providing accessible resources for them. And last but not least, we want to make sure that vendors, unlicensed or licensed, have protections as well because they're human beings. They want to make ends meet and they are a part of this great economy. So if we want to move forward, we need to include everyone at the table. Jose Rivera of Make the Road Nevada, thanks for coming on CityCast Las Vegas and sharing information about this very important issue. Thank you so much. It has been an honor. Thank you. Before you go, here's some news. Jason Patchett, the father of 13-year-old Rex Patchett, who was killed by a reckless driver, worked with lawmakers to propose a new law. Under Rex's law, those drivers would get 10 to 20 years in prison with extra time if the incident happened in a school or a construction zone. Also, we don't have the most expensive gas in the country, but we are the least affordable state for gas compared to our salaries. A new study says we pay about 25% of our hourly wage per gallon. (laughs) 
that's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with SNHD's concerns about unlicensed street vendors. Tune in. Thank you so much for coming on CityCast Nevada. And oh my, what I say? Oh, I got to retrack it one more time. Sorry, Jose. I'm going to pretend that you never heard that question before. <laughs>